each day at this time, uh, at the four o'clock, uh, sitting in the afternoons, we'll be offering some guided uh, meditations on the Brahma, what are called the Brahma Viharas. That word, these words Brahma Vihara mean uh, divine abiding or divine abode. And uh, it'll mostly probably be um, guidance and instruction in what's called metta or loving kindness meditation, although some of the others may get woven in. Um, when I went to my first retreat, I, I was very new to meditation, not having ever done it at all, a 10-day retreat. And, and I remember it was, it was through Spirit Rock, but it was before this place existed, and it was down uh, at a place in Southern California uh, called Yucca Valley at Mental Physics. And, uh, and there were all these really there little signs around, like on the way into the hall, it said... Uh, please don't bring any food or drink into the hall. And it was signed Metta and um, other little helpful notes around. And, and I was convinced there was somebody on the retreat who called themselves Metta who just couldn't resist leaving these helpful little notes around because I had never heard the word before. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that's true for any of you, but I know the practice might be new for some of you. So this word Metta is uh, an ancient word in this Pali language. Um, usually it's been translated as loving kindness. It's closely related to another Pali word, mitta, which means friend. And I think friendliness is in some ways a, a, a very good uh, way of uh, translating or thinking about this quality of mind or heart because um, I think it's easy to relate to the quality of simple friendliness, of the, that kind of well-wishing or goodwill that comes uh, when the heart has this uh, energy or quality of friendliness there. This is, a <clears throat> this is from the suttas, classic description of, of loving kindness in this case, but it's used for all four of these Brahma-viharas. I'll mention the others. Uh, metta, loving kindness, the first one, Karuna, uh, compassion. Mudita, empathetic or appreciative joy. And uh, Upekka, uh, equanimity. One abides pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, and likewise the fourth. And so above and below and all around, one abides pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. These words might sound beautiful to us. It might um, have a certain uh, poetic quality there and uh, elicit a certain uh, resonance of... of, uh, something uh, beautiful in that, this quality that is so abundant, immeasurable, exalted, pervading the all-encompassing world. It can also sound kind of exalted and grandiose and maybe a bit beyond our capacity. But this quality of friendliness is maybe easier for us to 
connect to in some kind of way that feels actually possible or real. And um, it's said that this um, there, in in one of the commentaries, just talking about this, that there are two things that I want to share with you today. It's said that um, the proximate cause, the, the the cause for it to arise in the mind, in the heart, is said to be um, seeing lovableness in beings, in oneself and others, seeing that there's something lovable there. And it's said that its footing, the foundation that it rests on, is seeing with kindness, seeing through kind eyes. And I think both of these are, are useful things to kind of bring to mind or hold in mind because, you know, we look at our own mind and heart and we look at others even those we care about. And we'll see, we're kind of, uh, there's a mixed package there and there are things that we find appealing and lovable and things that we don't see that way. We see room for improvement, (laughs) things that bug us. But when we're focusing and practicing in this way, we're choosing to look through these eyes of kindness and we're choosing to look in a very particular way on purpose, intentionally, not pretending that we or others are without flaws or couldn't use a little work. But we're, we're choosing to look at this time in this way to see what's lovable, to see through kind eyes. And so we're creating this uh, field of goodwill through doing this. So it's a very intentional a practice to cultivate this quality that is, um, it's an inherent part of, it's, it's actually the nature of the mind when we get stuff out of the way that, that blocks it. It's not, we're not looking for it somewhere and getting it and then sticking it in there. We're uncovering what's already there. I feel this very, very strongly and uh, it seems very obvious to me very clear to me that that's what we're doing. So, so we'll be doing this as a, as a very specific kind of practice. I want to just say a few more words before we get to it, because I know it's new for some of you, but there are are two energies, mental energies that um, can arise in the mind at times and they can function to sometimes obscure or push aside this quality of, of metta, which is, which is this pure kind of benevolence. And these are classically called the near and far enemies, or sometimes people call them the near and far neighbor. Um, so in the one case of the, the near enemy or near neighbor, it's something that can sometimes fool us, can masquerade as uh, love, this pure kind of love. Uh, has some of the same qualities in a way, but it's it's very different. And that's the this near enemy or near neighbor is the energy of desire or wanting in the mind. And there can be a connection with another being, but it's it leads to a very different kind of place. It it follows uh, the energy that follows on the mind states that follow on when desire or wanting are there are really different than the what we find with the uh, pure heart of, of kindness, of friendliness, of metta. The metta is a kind of uh, 
generosity of heart. It just wishes well and it doesn't ask for anything in return. It doesn't place conditions there ultimately. It doesn't say, I will love you if you love me back, you do what I want, and so on, all the different kinds of conditions that might be there. It's, it's a gift. There's a purity there. But the energy of wanting or desire always places some kinds of, of conditions and it's focused on getting something rather than on offering something. It wants something in return. It wants whatever, love, fulfillment, acceptance. And those are not, there's nothing wrong with those, but the energy is quite different with that. But there can be a sense of connection and it can sometimes, uh, they, can, they can sometimes feel close together and we can get fooled by that energy. So, um, so being on the lookout for that and, and knowing that these things do arise, you know, wanting. Has anybody experienced any wanting in their mind here since? No, so one, two, a couple of us have noticed wanting. You know, we can feel like, or has anyone experienced anything like aversion or resistance? I know probably not, but... Yeah, so that takes us closer to what's called the far enemy, which is something that doesn't look like meant at all. And it's, it's like, yeah, so the mind that says no, that's resistance, that um, aversion, ill will. So these things, these come up, <laughs> right? These are not bad. They're two of the hindrances also. We've talked a bit, Anushka mentioned some of the, the hindrances last night. These are two others. And um, we can feel like if these are coming up for us, that either the practice is wrong or we are wrong or something's bad and we're bad. Um, be really careful of, of that. These things are going to come up at times. And um, we need to, to notice them and to, to be able to see that they're there and, and just get to know them and understand them and not be afraid of them and not fall into judging ourselves. They're just um, deeply conditioned habits of mind that, um, that come up there and we want to see them. Because if we don't see them, they're driving the bus, right? And if desire is driving the bus, it goes over here. And if ill will is driving it, it goes over there. And so they're not personal. But we want to have love and wisdom drive the bus as much as possible. So getting to understand these things is what allows for that, po- that shift to possibly happen. So we need to, um, to start to, to actually get to know these things without judging ourselves or feeling like we're doing something wrong if, if these things arise. And... Um, so, so these might come up here in this guided meditation. I, when I first was introduced to this uh, practice, I just hated everything. You know, we're supposed to be sending, I remember, you know, we're supposed to be sending these wishes of, of kindness and friendliness and love. And my mind is saying, I hate this, I hate this. And I, that doesn't look a lot like metta. It was pretty clearly not metta, but... You know, I thought there was something really wrong with me. But actually being able to, but to, being able to sit there and note and, and be aware of that hating energy was really very good practice. It was very good practice, but it was hard, painful to see that. 
And um, so if that, that might happen, it could happen. So we have uh, the Vipassana practice as a fallback because if you're uh, sitting there trying, may you be happy, may you be safe, and your mind is screaming that it hates everything, there's a, a little disconnect there. And it, it, if it's really strong, it's better to fall back and to turn the attention to that, that aversive mind and to hold that with tenderness. And that is the movement of, of metta. The movement of metta is to hold um, that mind that is suffering with, with kindness and care. So don't judge yourselves or this practice if that happens because these practices, the, the mindfulness, the vipassana practice, the metta practice, they are practices of purification. And this path we're walking is called the path of purification. And purification is messy and sometimes not too good looking and um, doesn't always feel good. With purity, we want that, that's real nice. We, and we taste moments of it, but we'd like to do an end run around the purification part because it's um, not always a lot of fun and might be disheartening, <laughs> you know, if you're supposed to be cultivating love and you hate everything. You could feel kind of bad about yourself <laughs> in that moment. So be really careful of that. And, and real, remind yourself that metta, especially the Brahma-viharas, they function like a magnet in some ways and they pull out everything else and sometimes that's what arises. That does not mean that you're doing it wrong or that the practice isn't working. It actually could be a good sign, but you need to be delicate and uh, bring a lot of care and kindness if those kinds of energies do arise. So I'm not predicting this will happen to you. You know, I may be a special case here as a remedial yogi on a lot of levels, but, um, but bear in mind that sometimes these energies may arise when we're, when we're doing this practice. Hmm. So I think that's all I wanna say about uh, a kind of an intro. So what we'll do now is we'll have a uh, period where I'll do some a uh, bit of a guided uh, meditation. I'll try to keep my words to somewhat of a minimum so there's some space in this for you to explore. And at the end of the sitting, I will stay and um, take some questions uh, about this or, or really anything, but mostly hopefully about this the metta practice. Um, that will be optional and those who wish to leave we'll be able to leave then, but I will stay um, and answer a few questions. And um, I just wanna say one other thing. There are a lot of different ways that this practice gets presented. Um, there's kind of a certain classical way um, that comes from one of the commentaries and will be um, in, in many ways relating to that, but we may offer some different approaches um, within that framework to some extent. And um, our voices in this, the voices in the room from up front here during this time will will uh, come from slightly different angles. But we basically try to start where it's easier and move to where it's more difficult in this um, movement towards greater and greater inclusivity. So we try to start someplace where we can actually get a taste of, of this quality of, of pure friendliness, of, of kindness. So today I'm going to actually do something a little different in that I will at least begin the, the practice um, with uh, a more receptive 
um, approach, receiving kindness um, towards ourselves. Now I know, I'll shut up here in a minute, but, no, I won't shut up, but I'll start. <laughs> but I might, I think it was Joseph or somebody told me early on that I, I should put myself in the difficult person category. <laughs> so I realized that ourself is not necessarily the easiest place to start. But I'll, I'll weave some, something in there that may, may work for you. <laughs> so, um, so starting now, finding a posture that feels um, as comfortable and as much ease in the body as possible. If you want to adjust your posture or if you'd like to switch to a chair, um, there are hopefully at least a few uh, unused chairs uh, <coughs> so that we start um, with, the, with as much ease in the body as possible. And as we begin now, just um, can gently allow the eyes to close if you wish to. You can sit with your eyes open if you prefer. And just let yourself uh, be exactly as you are, who you are right now, without um, any kind of agenda. Just a kind of radical shift to just being. You don't have to be in any particular kind of mood. You could be happy you're here or sad that you didn't have the good sense to stay away grumpy or in a, a more easy frame of mind. However you are right now, that's just fine. And there's nothing you have to do about anything, nothing you have to work on or focus on or try to do. Might be sleepy or awake, restless or bored, interested or not. Just let yourself be, just as you are, who you are. Sometimes this is one of the kindest things we can do, is to just let ourselves be. from this place of a kind of real uh, deep simplicity, simply being. If you'd like to, you can let the attention come gently to the area that we call the heart center, kind of towards the center of the chest at the base of the sternum. You don't have to do this, but if you'd like to, you could uh, 
even place the hand there, more towards the middle of the chest than the, what we think of as the organ of the heart, or breathe into that part of the body, but only if that feels of interest or somehow a little bit meaningful. Sometimes some touch or uh, breath into this part of the body, this seat of love, of kindness, of dignity, of knowing. A couple of deeper breaths if you'd like. Not looking for some special feeling or trying to find something that's supposed to be there, just a gentle, quiet, simple connection to this part of the body. Now <clears throat> allow a being or some beings who are real and, and personal to you where the relationship is, is simple and there's a feeling of, of easy caring there in a sense that this person or being um, wishes you well in some some simple way. Could be someone who's been very kind to you or very supportive, a teacher or a, possibly a family member. Someone who you like to be around or perhaps when you think of them, there's a bit of a smile there. Someone who's, who cares for you in a simple way. It's easy for you to feel their care and it's easy for you to wish them well, both. And it might be that the, a simple relationship like this is with a non-human being, maybe an animal that you love or a tree or a place or the earth. Something where there's a kind of simple connection not complicated relationship. Could be a very dear friend, but sometimes they, there's some, some complexities in friendships. And if there's more than one being or if others show up, and it could be a feeling or even sometimes an image, you can have a small group there, one or two, and they may come and go. And you can have them perhaps in front of you or behind you or sitting right with you. You don't have to make an image stay there, but it may come sometimes. And also perhaps one or two, what we might think of as more archetypal beings who kind of represent a quality of of benevolence and unconditional love. Perhaps the Buddha uh, has this meaning for you or 
another great teacher or saint, someone like Deepama, if you've heard of her, or His Holiness the Dalai Lama, or Jesus, or another great prophet or teacher. Someone who has a more of a more archetypal if if someone arises you don't have to work too hard at don't work too hard at any of this and it could as i said it maybe there's there are animals or a pet that you have where you feel just a strong connection you know that it's easy for you to feel their love and easy for you to offer that. And I'll offer just a few possible phrases or words that might help to elicit this feeling of of kindness, of friendliness that would be coming from one or more of these beings. And you may want to use some words once in a while or say a phrase, but it may work better for you to have that be more quiet. So I'll say just a few words. But imagine these, this being or these beings just wishing you well, offering you their friendliness, their wishes for your well-being and ease of mind. They just wish you to be happy. May you be happy and peaceful just as you are. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May you be healthy and strong. May there always be kindness and friendship for you. May you live with ease and care for yourself happily. So just letting this energy of kindness and well-wishing, this simple friendliness, let it wash over and through you like light, like a cool breeze on a hot day. And using words, some of the words I said, words of your own, or in a a wordless way, just letting this energy 
It's coming from these easy beings, these benefactors or dear beings. Let that wash over and through you in a simple way. If you start to lose the thread of things, the mind wanders, forget what you're doing, just gently come back to feeling the body sitting. 
perhaps reconnecting with the area of the heart. Allowing one or more of these beings to come into the mind through a felt sense or an image, both. And perhaps with some words, once again, receiving their care for you, their wish that you be happy and safe. You might even consider adding your own wishes to theirs, your own wishes for your own well-being. May I be happy and safe. May I be free of trouble and worry. May I be at ease just as I am. May I always have kindness and friendship in my life. And just let that energy wash over and through you like light. Like a gentle rain.
Now, if you'd like to, you can also allow this energy of friendliness to cycle back from your own mind and heart to these benefactors, wishing them well. You've been receiving their kindness and care. You can offer that back to them. So it can be a cycle of receiving and sending. May you be happy and safe. May you be protected from inner and outer harm and from danger. May you take care of yourself joyfully as you live in the world. May there always be kindness and friendship for you. So receiving and sending this quality of simple care of goodwill, of friendliness.
Now for the last few minutes of this period together, you can start to let go of words and images. You don't have to push them away, but let go of let go of things that feel like doing, like something you're trying to do or trying to cultivate. Just settle back into this simple place of being. So there's nothing you're trying to get rid of or make something stop, but just let go of what feels like an effort to to do something, to do a practice, to feel a certain way. Just let yourself be as you are right now. Let the body be as it is, let the mind be, let the heart be just as it is. Thoughts come and go and sensations and feelings, perhaps sights, sounds, let them come and go, they'll do it anyway. Nothing you have to do about any of it. There's nobody you have to be right now. Nowhere you need to go. There's nothing to get and nothing to get rid of. There's nothing to hold on to and nothing to let go of. no meditation and there's no one who's trying to meditate. So thank you for your practice and may the the goodness of our efforts be for the benefit of all beings. May all beings receive this. May all beings be happy. May all beings be truly at ease.
May all beings be free. So it's a quarter of five, 4.45, and uh, we have time for walking meditation before the evening meal or or, uh, juice. And um, well, maybe the eight precepts. I don't think that's happening till tomorrow. and if anyone would like to stay who might have a question, you're welcome to. I'll stay now. But anyone who would prefer to leave, um, please be welcome to do so. <laughs>